Good evening. You're listening to Skip Intro with me, Kelvin Yee. In the studios is also Ian McNally, Bahay Yusuf, and Julian Yap. We are talking about Invader Zim. Enter the Florpus. Invader Zim, evil alien soldier, disguised as one of us, sent to infiltrate Earth with his mechanical servants. My name is Dib Membrane, and I'm all that stands between Zim and the annihilation of our world. So uh, I really enjoyed this one, and it's basically a movie sequel to a cult show from the 2000s. Tell us what it's about. Well, Invader Zim was a show created by Jonan Vasquez back in 2000 and aired in 2001-2002. And it was just deeply odd and weird and in very dark colours. Uh, it, it tells you a lot when you know Jonan Vasquez has a comic called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Which is a mm. great read, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's pitch black humour, right? It's... I don't know if there's any humor in there, actually, to be perfectly fair. But it's a great comic. I, the, the covers gave me nightmares, so I was I, never able to read them. I read them way too young. Mm. No, I was talking about last week. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great comic. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, this could be, you know, air quotes, edgy comedy, but it focused on Zim, who was a terrible, terrible little alien from a race of Urkins who just go around destroying stuff. They all hate him because he just messes up everything. Yeah. They send them to what they think is nowhere, but it turns out it's Earth, and he's supposed to invade it. Every invader gets a partner, and this is one of the memories that sticks out in my mind so much. You get a little robot partner that helps you, and they just like picked up some stuff from behind the couch and dropped it in the robot's head. Yeah, I think there was like nuts and bolts and peanuts and other <laughs> things, and they're just like, "Here's your destroyer robot." And so the robot's an idiot called Gur. He situates himself in the suburbs. He has a nemesis next door. A lot of shows would have concentrated on the kid next door, yeah, and not actually had it be yeah. about the weird, crazy alien. But of a, the appeal of the show was just weird, dark humor, jokes coming out of absolutely nowhere. The performance of Invader Zim himself, just like screaming. He's basic. You can't redo it. You can't do it on radio because people would just complain out loud. Is he's screaming at the wrong things? He says weird phrases out of nowhere. He just yeah. like there's a point in the end of the floorpress where he's talking. He just says phase two. And it's like lit from behind with lightning strikes and a motorcycle yeah. engine going off. And it's like he's just like summoned the devil. Yeah. And Richard, I think it's Richard Stephen Horvitz is the voice, and he just sells it so well. And I think the show was cancelled before it finished its run. They mm. later released it on DVD. There's been stories back and forth about why it was cancelled. They were constantly messing with Nickelodeon. They tried to put a bloody version of the Gur robot in an episode. They were told they couldn't, so they spliced it in in a second anyway. Lots of other things went on. Basically, they couldn't get ratings, and Netflix came in and have given them a movie. And this is despite, I, I guess... Um you know, the low ratings, but it has always been sort of a cult favorite. I think also it's the it's the kind of thing where people may be slightly too old to be watching cartoons or watching this cartoon. I think oh, okay. and I feels like it feels like that could be why Cartoon Network could not really get behind it, right? They they had enough Nickelodeon. Sorry, no, Nickelodeon, you're right, yeah. They didn't have an Adult Swim, right? No, so it was this thing of like, Adult Swim is completely for adults, like for for college bros watching stuff, whereas the channel is very much for the kids. However, this content 
is not really appealing to the children. I think it appeals slightly to the older crowd. And uh, when I say older, I mean the older teens. But I mean, I had a lot of friends who watched it, and and we loved it. Um, but again, I think it's just that sort of mismatch of channel and audience. I think. And Invader Zim went through some sort of renaissance period in the not so early noughties, but mid noughties, two thousand eight, two thousand ten, because things like Hot Topic were were <laughs> rampant. Oh, and, really? Yeah. So, yeah, the merch kind of kept it going over the yeah, years. Oh, wow. And there was obviously this cult fandom that does love the show so much. So I saw Girl a lot as a kid, <laughs> and Invader Zim wasn't one of my favorites growing up, but. I knew who the characters were. I knew the theme song. Gur, especially as just the not a dog, but not a robot. He dresses as, in a green dog suit with a zip down the front. Adorable. <laughs> I love yeah. Gur. Yeah. Gur is my favorite character. And I'd even watch him. Dib and his family. Doctor Membrane. Membrane. Yeah. Even them. It feels exactly how you'd feel watching a just yeah. watching Nickelodeon again, just yeah. on TV. It feels like a television movie yes. more than a movie. It yeah, does yeah. catch up on things. I think the palette is slightly brighter. I went back and looked at old clips of the old show. I think they are like there's blacks in the background there of color, whereas in this it's like more dark purples. I just assume, I just put that down to it being actual HD. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they adjusted. The, I'm sure they the did. Style I'm sure they. Yeah. I'm sure they. And they I think the style works really well. I think they said at the time it cost like ridiculous amounts of money to make back in the day because mm. if you look at other shows, they were moving to animating in flash, mm-hmm. okay. which they couldn't do. In this show yeah. and it takes up like it's just saying yeah we're just continuing the show and you know what I didn't know anything about the creator and uh, and his comic book thing but this show just looks so comic booky. Yeah. the way that it's mm. framed the way that the the scenes are drawn are so the perspective mm. the ex- exaggeratedness of some scenes and the reactions of it it feels so nice mm. it feels very comforting even though it's going in 90 miles an hour it's really fun even though the planet earth has been teleported somewhere else and is about to fall into a florpus yeah yes Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I think the the part that I really enjoyed about this was that um, it didn't feel to me like an extended episode, but mm. it did feel, and it didn't also feel to me like like it was meant to just be sentimental. Mm. It had a lot of progression. It does put a cap to the Invader Zim series. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think it ends it yeah. quite well, right? Interesting. Even even with the ending itself, it. It concludes itself. It, mm. it, it's not left hanging. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that it does conclude itself. But I, my issue with it is actually the the exact same reason you have. It feels like a like a long episode for me. It doesn't mm. feel like it goes anywhere really. It doesn't feel like the. And I guess in some ways I I'm glad because it means that there could be a continuation to the cartoon or to the to another movie or whatever. But it just felt like a really long episode. It didn't feel like a big Netflix event thing. Mm. We're bringing it back for a whole one hour ten minute yeah. thing. It's not. It was nothing different. I, I see where both of you are coming from. I get that it feels a lot like the Nickelodeon Saturday Night seven thirty yes. PM special. Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. It exactly feels before. that yeah. way. It's mm-hmm. like a fairly odd parents movie yep. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was waiting for like the commercial break in the middle. <laughs> And it it works in some ways. It makes it feel a lot more TV-y, but it also feels very tv mm. I think, coming back to what you were saying, was very smart about the comic book framing. I think in that way, it frames all its action in that, like, it's not going... There's big stuff going on. There are spaceships flying through space and rocks going everywhere and space prisons and stuff like that. But because it's all framed in that style, mm. it does take things down a notch. I mean, they don't. They don't. There's no Beauty and the Beast dancing in the mm. ballroom shot. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. some of those shots they could pull back. Like he has a giant 
throne that fires peanuts or flames depending on which button I you love press. Unfortunately, <laughs> the buttons were crossed. Yeah, the buttons were crossed, and like people running in fear. That like that could be like we want to do one big CGI money White shot. White shot, yeah. And they didn't quite do that, and I think that kept it true to its television roots, but it did leave me leaving. I want to see. I want to see that. I want yep. to be like the big version. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. That. Draw it out a bit, right? Yeah. yeah. So kind of it rode that line for me as well between TV and a movie, but. I also think that's inherent in the show. There's a point where it's like, all right, Gear, all my robots are dead. Go get him. And he gets on a tiny horse with a wooden sword and goes to ride off to fight Dib. And then a gust of wind just blows him over. And it's like, you are completely useless. And it completely diffuses the situation. Yeah. And that's exactly what the show is. Yeah, And I think it's really funny as well. It's mm. so funny. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the first time... The lines I are la- so snappy. Yeah, yeah, I laughed out loud the second I heard Zim, just his voice back on screen. That bit when he's talking about Dim. It's like, yeah, my arch nemesis next door, he's a chair now. Yeah. It's great. And he's like talking, he, he sat in his chair too long looking at the internet and cameras. He's like, more chair than man. There was also one line, I can't remember who said it. It must have been like one of the throwaway lines. It was just like, you're so ugly when you lie. I'm not lying. Then why are you ugly? Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, that's the best. Well, the, I'm the, keeping that one. Dr. Membrane has robot arms and he's like, he's talking about like, Dib believes in aliens. His father's a scientist, so he's not believing the, in the aliens at yeah. all. And he's like, that's like, if you get, you stop. When I was a kid, I used to believe the sharks were our friends, but I learned the hard way. And <laughs> yeah. just showing off his robot arms. Yeah. They know who the audience is, but they haven't, you know, they haven't changed it up. They, they haven't softened it. They haven't. They Really too yeah. much, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it still feels it feels harmless and it feels charming still. It feels yeah. like it's gross it's, and disgusting, but no one's insulted. Even the gross and disgusting stuff is just like it's a it's a pile of nachos and nacho cheese. That's <laughs> disgusting, but with an alien inside. With an alien inside, but it's harmless. <laughs> Can we talk a bit about the opening? The anime opening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. That was great. Was trying, is that is it like JoJo's or is it One Piece? There's a certain it's a, it looks it's like something just, else. Sure. It just every anime ever. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> there, but there's a specific one with that like, Aeon Flux, is that what it is? This is Is that Aeon Flux? This is Netflix it feels influence like it. Yeah. Yeah. under the anime's influence. <laughs> well, maybe. I think it was beautiful. I think it was a great way to tell you about how how they're how how Dib is seeing this battle of good and evil, right? It's this, you know, he's he's a warrior. These alien, the is, last guardian been, of the planet. Yeah, yeah, right. The it's, opera-ness of yeah, it. but it also it also plays into those people who want the dark, gritty version of this dark humorous gritty cartoon yeah, it's true. like you wouldn't this would never work it has no. to be this goofy it has to be and weird this goofy version, I think yeah. it's the same where I was looking at best moments of the show someone said there's a point where like the dad says oh you should play more video games it works on hand-eye coordination like and back in 2002 not a lot of people were saying that yeah. and this as well it's like don't stay in your room sitting in a chair all day yeah. that's a big part that's, of the beginning yeah, of the movie yeah. and then Dib has to work out and he's like but first I got too buff and then I just got buff enough I got buff enough. yeah he had to come back down we are talking today about Invader Zim. If you have any thoughts, you can send it to us on WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. And also on social media, we're at SkipIntroMY. More after this, BFM 89.9. Brainy, fancy material. BFM 89.9. Hello, it's Skip Intro with Kelvin Yee in McNally by Yusuf and Julian Yap. We've been talking about Invader Zim, Enter the Florpus. So this is out on Netflix right now. 
And I guess more or less, it it does remind me of other more grown up cartoons, or you know, the ones where parents essentially shouldn't have let their kids watch. It's like <laughs> the cow and chickens of uh, Cartoon Network. There's it's nothing the, wrong with cow and chicken. Were you not allowed to watch cow and chicken? No, I, I've had friends who couldn't watch those kind of shows yeah. because they said, "Yo, this is a bit messed up. I don't think my kid should be watching it." But no, it is pretty messed up when yeah, you get yeah. when you get. I mean, you don't even have to get down to it. Just listen to the theme song. It's yeah. pretty messed up, right? So. Mama had a chicken. Mama had a cow. Dad was proud. He didn't care how. And I think that's that's the that's kind of what you have to do. I think, but look, I can understand if you're if you've got a small child and as a parent you're thinking like maybe they're too young for this comedy. Yeah, that's fine. But like, there was to me there was that golden age of of cartoons. I think, it, and, and this feels like, you know, Invader Zim falls right into it. Unfortunately, it was a little short lived. I mean, mm. I think it was Samurai Jack. Cow and Chicken, yeah. Rocco's Modern Life. You're looking at Johnny Bravo, Johnny, Johnny Bravo, Bravo, yeah, Ed, Ed and Girls, Eddie, yeah, yeah Pop Off Girls, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, so there's this great sort of period of really great cartoons. I, I think. missed that. Yeah, whatever happened. To I that? don't know if they animation stopped. is expensive. Uh, yeah, you're right. And I don't know if they stopped or if I just stopped watching them. But it mm. feels like we're not going to get back to that place because now we've got we're in this in between part where we've got kids cartoons that adults can watch and we've got adult cartoons that kids can't watch and mm. it doesn't feel like we have something like that anymore. Yeah. Have you seen She-Ra? I love She-Ra but I think that's still a kids cartoon that adults can watch. Yeah. yeah. But that's the area I think we're looking at though, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah. Courage was kind of terrible to look at and it was terrifying yeah. but kids still watched it. Mm. You know? I don't know it, if it we was have that, that It's anymore. that thing of like I remember trying to tell people I know with kids to like maybe hold off your kids on, on Disney's Pinocchio because that stuff's scary. Yeah. You know? oh, really? Wait for that a yeah. little bit. I think Pinocchio... You're not t- were you not terrified of turning into a donkey? No, not at oh, all. Wow. I watched a lot of that and oh, Courage, wow. Courage didn't really scare me that much. Yeah. Though some scenes were uh, very iconic and I still remember them till mm-hmm. today. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a there's just... A, it's, a, it's a weird thing of like it coming during that period of... Mm, slightly lax parenting maybe <laughs> I know no from, for us I know what it is I think for Malaysians it was when that was when we got a dedicated channel for cartoons yes oh. so that was the time when you just go yep you know you're fine sit there 8 till 8 watch your only cartoon right mm. and I think that was that was what it was for a lot of us um, and I think a lot of that stuff that we just mentioned I think falls squarely in that um, and I think for Hollywood itself, it's it was a time when both these Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, they were experiencing this kind of boom because they decided to listen to their audiences, right? Mm. And I can't remember what Nickelodeon's uh, motto was. It was creator-driven but kid-inspired or something mm. or mm-hmm. something like that where they... They understood that kids wanted to just see ah real monsters, which have terrifying oh, yes. monsters, monsters living under best. your bed. <laughs> but there was still some humor in it because we wanted to look at fart jokes. You know, we wanted to see butt jokes and worms mm. and kind of terrifying weird eyes at yeah. all the time. I don't know. I but mean, but it's, again, it's okay. also like like Ed, Ed and Eddie. There's a kid walking around with a plank. I love that plank. <laughs> you know, and it's like it. You know, it's that throwback to Twin Peaks and the Lady with the Log, right? Mm. It's just that. 
what is this kid doing with this <laughs> and that's what I mean like the creators will put like um, all these cartoons put Twin Peaks references to everything and kids have no idea kids until no they idea. see the show later yeah. and they're absolutely traumatized and just like lose your minds right you know what I, it's hard for me to, to say because I doesn't feel like they're doing it to push boundaries or, mm. or, or be edgy you know mm. it's It was just funny. It was just a choice. That it was they a made choice, in and the it show. was just funny. Yeah. It's like how um, I can't remember. Miss Bellum has no head. It's fine. Pop up girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. cool. oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is stuff that is you know from I guess the 2000s from the 90s, but I think recently we have seen more contemporary stuff, and it it's stuff that. I think Disney, unfortunately, doesn't have the the spice rack to do. Uh, it's stuff that Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network does really well yes. with their cartoons. Yes. So Wait, recently they brought in stuff like Steven Universe. I think you're right. I think I think it's the kind of thing Disney sort of stays away from, right? Disney's yeah. is, you know, it's it's like going to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. I wouldn't know. But while you were Me watching, why you have to bring the mood down like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying you're you know, well. All the ones you're talking about were the ones that were aimed at kids that adults could watch around the same time. Well, not around the. Same, Roughly around the same time, I was getting into all the Cartoon Network stuff that, you, that wasn't available that you had to go and <clears throat> acquire online. Mm-hmm. And like stuff that stuck out to me was things like was the the Venture Brothers, which is basically they basically took what they liked from their youth and then twisted it. So the Venture Brothers is basically Johnny Quest, but like, right. what if Johnny oh. Quest grew up was completely maladjusted because he'd be kept going on adventures as a child, had two <laughs> kids, and his nemesis was just weird. Right, like there's. The nemesis has to deal with like meeting payroll for his henchman. The henchman oh, of like fun. that sounds great. I never you've saw never that. seen. Johnny I don't think ever did I come here. Anybody Johnny maybe? Quest? No, Sorry, not Johnny. No. Not Johnny Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. No, I'm not sure. No, yeah. And they're all like short episodes that don't. There's, there is overarching themes, but there's not really overarching plot lines an awful lot. And the character designs, the voices, they're just very subversive and funny in the same way that Invader Zim is. But right. it's also aimed at a more adult audience. The another one that like. I deeply love is Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Who is the man in the suit? Who is the cat with the beak? Do you really want to feel him? Harvey, attorney, habeas corpus, Harvey, attorney. This was um, Gary Cole as Harvey Birdman, and it was a law firm, and it was all incredibly like repetitive animation. But they were defending Hanna Barbera characters, and the one that made it for me was the opening scene. Basically, ripped off The Sopranos, only it was the Flintstones, because Fred Flintstone was being accused of being a mafiosa. Ah, and. It just goes from there, and you have other characters from Hanna Barbera cartoons walking in as like more grown-up versions of themselves. At one point, Droopy comes along. He's suing a plastic surgeon because the Botox has frozen his face, and his face is as acid for acting. And there's a load of little gags that run through every episode, and it is a bit more adult. Kids wouldn't kids would get bored watching right. it, but I deeply love that show. <laughs> I want to bring up one that came out. Uh, Five years ago now, 2014, and it is Cartoon Network, and it only lasted one season. But it's a beautiful show that I don't. I feel like we didn't appreciate when we had it, and now it's over. And that's Over the Garden Wall. Ooh, ooh, yes, it was yes. so good. <laughs> I so binged good. it in one shot. Elijah like, Wood. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to jump in uh-huh. there, but I don't know this show. And he yeah. produces it as well. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's very storybooky. It's very um, traditional Snow White. You know, you're in the forest. It's but also a American bit dark. Gothic, a almost. We're like wandering, wandering the highways and byways of mythological America mm-hmm. wow. or bit, Americana, even mm-hmm. a bit. You know, a little bit Riding Hood. It's all of that, but then in a modern, putting a little like modern twist on it, but still keeping a very folky feel to it. It's beautiful and a bit creepy at some point. It's super creepy. Yeah. It's yeah. all it, on it's Netflix. N- Nightmare. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. yeah the whole series Ooh. is on Netflix. Yeah. I think it's kind of waiting for this for its own Netflix one hour, ten minute special. Mm. So, you know, maybe we'll see that soon. Because it does kind of look like one serious brother, one silly brother who are like out of a, a myth themselves or out of a fable themselves wandering around and wandering through other myths. And it goes places you do not expect and ends up like I think you said it lasted one season I think it was designed to la- to make mm-hmm. one season like yeah. it does have a story to tell yeah. and that's genius but it's also it's not as like zany or wacky as Invader Zim no, but no, it has a dark not. humor to it yeah. like off- quite often the most freakishly horrible mo- monsters you meet will just be like excuse me <laughs> And if anyone liked Don't Starve, the video game, it reminds me of that a lot. Mm. Just the kind of quirky, little cute Mm. animation, dark animation style. It's a little fun. I mean, for me, Netflix, I think, has been great for this this genre, I think, right? For me, stuff like Big Mouth, Bojack Horseman, Mm. um, and even Final Space. Tuka and Bertie Mm. recently. Tuka and Bertie, yeah. Um, I think Netflix... I wouldn't say it's a safe space for them to play around, but it feels like that, right? It feels yeah. like they don't have to commit to the idea of being a kid's show. Mm. Bojack Horseman's a perfect example of that. Season two was a deep... Was it season two or season three? was a deep dive into anxiety and family history and gave me anxieties. <laughs> but, and, and I think, you know, like the other one is Final Space. Final Space for me, is a good one to watch with your kids if you want to watch cartoons. Oh, okay. I haven't heard of Final Space. Oh, Final Space is so good. The storytelling is quite good in the sense that it's not fluffy, kidsy stuff. And then there's a really sort of dark twist at the end of it. Uh, it's Every episode opens up with a countdown to how many more minutes he has till he dies. And it's just this perfect show. I'm really looking forward to season two. Hmm. I guess it's uh, back around, uh, as I was going through my list of animation folders, there was one that stuck out to me that I think if you've watched Zim and you want something similar and you've finished it all um, and it's not too adult or creepy, there's the Earthworm Jim cartoon. You guys never got this, right? I played the video game. Yeah. So the video game is a worm who gets a super suit. And he's basically just uh, Bruce Campbell from The Evil Dead, but amped up a million. And yeah. they just scream around. It's like the the characters are all completely wacky. There's Psycho. There's Evil the Cat. There's uh, Princess What's Her Name. Like that's her name. There's also Queen Slugfurbut. <laughs> and there's just these garbage characters. He has a tiny little dog friend who, when he gets angry, turns into a monster. So half the time he ends up fighting the dog more than the villains. Every episode ends with a cow landing on somebody. And it's just the same kind of bizarre randomness that ends up being really really funny the more you get into it and the more you get the running jokes and you know Jim being an earthworm sh- screaming eat dirt while he's shooting people is kind of genius the, the video game is so much fun yeah the video game is so much fun and I think it's at the begin at the video game the player uses a catapult to fire a cow and that's why yeah. the cow ends lands on the heroine at the end so yep. that's the whole point with this cow landing pretty much and it's just, I think it also has little mini segments with the villains where it's like changing career or doing the dishes remember. and weird stuff like that, yeah. just so they can say, and now back to Earthworm Jim. 
If you have any, well, grown-up cartoon recommendations, you can send that to us. Drop us a note at movies at bfm.my and you can also send that to us on social media. We're at skipintromy. This is the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9.